providing timely, relevant content to providers who care for children. Welcome to Pediatrics in Practice, presented by Children's Mercy Kansas City. Here's Dr. Michael Smith. Our topic today is kids and kidney stones. My guest is Dr. Yuri Alon. Dr. Alon is a pediatric nephrologist and director of the Bone and Mineral Disorders Clinic at Children's Mercy Kansas City. Dr. Alon, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be with you this morning. So kidney stones in kids, how common is this? Well, we definitely have seen a significant increase in the incidence and prevalence of kidney stones. Uh, I remember the days I was a resident uh, 30, 40 years ago, and we rarely saw a child with kidney stones. It was a rarity. And multiple studies, and we have seen a significant increase in multiple studies, including from our own institution, but also from other places in the United States and other places in the world, showed about um, increase in incidence uh, by a factor of three to four. Wow. And with that also increase in prevalence. So what do we think is going on there? Why are we seeing such an increase? Well, uh, we thought that the uh, factor might be uh, improved imaging studies uh, used in the emergency department, like the more common use of uh, ultrasound or CT. But then we realized that there are other factors. Um, since there has been no change in uh, the genetic pool, and genetics does play some role, we have to assume that this is environmental. And indeed, we were able to detect two main factors in the environment which uh, may have resulted in this increase. One is a global warming, and uh, the other is nutrition, changes in nutrition. Well, so global warming right there, that, that caught my attention. Tell me, tell me the connection there. What do you think is going on? We think as the, the, the world gets uh, hotter, this may have an influence, and in fact, um, this may uh, result in some degree of dehydration, and I will give you a very simple example related to the United States Army in Iraq. They noticed an increase in the incidence of kidney stones in, among the soldiers, and uh, once an order uh, went uh, to the soldiers to increase fluid intake, there was a decrease in incidence of kidney stones. So hmm. just changes in environment and response to them. And we know also in the United States there is a sun belt in southern United States where the incidence always has been higher. So um, environmental factors, temperature, um, humidity, uh, fluid intake do have a role here. Right. You also mentioned nutrition too. So let's talk a little bit about that. What what role does nutrition play in the development of kidney stones? What um, has been known uh, for a while, and we have shown it in our pediatric population as well, is the association between uh, salt intake and kidney stones. We have to keep in mind physiologically that uh, 97% of sodium and potassium that we take in our nutrition are absorbed in the gut. So this means that they also have to find their way out through the urinary system. We also know that uh, sodium in the urine drags calcium with it, namely mm -hmm. more sodium in the urine, more calcium in the urine. So if we eat more salt, this ends up 
with more sodium in the urine and with that more calcium in the urine. So as the amount of calcium increases, there will be a tendency to form crystals, either of calcium oxalate or calcium phosphate. The crystals will continue to grow and eventually will end up with formation of stones. On the other hand, potassium has the opposite effect. The more potassium in the urine, the less calcium in the urine. We think that when we eat more potassium, whether it's the potassium itself or the anion that goes with it, whether it's citrate or other anions, result in more calcium being directed to the bones rather to the urine. Mm. So, so when it comes to nutrition, what we know is that we all eat too much salt on one right. hand yeah. and not enough fruit and vegetable, which are the source of potassium, on the other. Right. Yeah, so, so we that's in, where nutrition gets. Yeah, so and so yeah, and so one of the things obviously we we've I, I know Children's Mercy has been doing a lot more educating children and their families. You know, when you go grocery shopping, make sure you're shopping on those outside aisles where the fruits and vegetables are. We're shopping way too much in those middle aisles, right? Where all that processed sodium and processed food is at. So that's that's playing a role. So that's interesting. So global warming and nutrition definitely do uh, play a role. What when you look at, but how about a nice just review, Dr. Allen, of just the, the common causes? Uh, we know that, again, nutrition plays a role, but what are some of the other common causes out there of kidney stones in kids? All right. So we did a study with uh, our friends in Brazil, and we analyzed data on 220 children and adolescents with kidney stones. And we looked what could, what would be the reasons for development of kidney stones. And the most common reason was as I mentioned earlier, not generating enough urine, namely the urine is too concentrated, and this is due to the fact that the patients don't drink enough, and right. that's number one. Reason number two is excess calcium in the urine, hypercalciuria. And I already mentioned the reason I believe uh, it might be the case. In a few cases, it may be genetic. Uh, we find a history of kidney stones in one of the parents, so it might be autosomal dominant. And this is definitely a factor, but in the majority, again, it's environmental. Mm -hmm. And the third reason is hypocitraturia, namely not enough citrate in the urine. Now, keep in mind that citrate is the good stuff in the urine. Right. Citrate in the urine uh, combines with calcium, and it combines with calcium, it keeps it soluble. So it's soluble salt, so citrate in the urine basically lower the risk for formation of kidney stones. And uh, if there is not enough citrate in the urine, again, the tendency is to develop kidney stones. And what is the source of citrate? Again, we go back to right, nutrition, right. diet, citrate, as the name implies, citrus comes from fruit and vegetable. Right, right. So one more time. And just to give you an idea, the recommendation uh, for intake of fruit and vegetable is five to six servings a day. The American teenager, on average, takes 1.4 servings per day. So we have a big way to go right. to achieve the goal. So um, once you diagnose kidney stones in a kid, what, what's the preferred treatment? So once a stone was um, uh, detected and in, in previous days, we were able to capture many of these stones and analyze their chemistry. Now it has become less common, and what we routinely do is to ask the patient to have a 24-hour urine collection, and then we analyze both the volume 
and uh, the chemistries, and the, again, the most common etiology in children, as I mentioned, is besides low-volume hypercalciuria. And we also measure at the same time the amount of sodium and potassium. And usually, the first step will be non-pharmacological intervention. We try to minimize the use of medications in these children and teenagers. So the non-pharmacological uh, intervention will include higher intake of fluids. If necessary, we will give a note to school to allow the child to carry a bottle of water or other fluids. And then when it comes to nutrition, basically we have here a very good uh, guideline provided by the DASH diet. Now, the DASH diet was mm-hmm. developed for adults with hypertension, and right. DASH stands for Dietary Approach to Stop Hypertension. And that's basically, I don't even call it an, a diet. I call it healthy nutrition. Yeah. It includes less, less fat, more fiber, and from our standpoint, less salt and more fruit and vegetables. So that's what we recommend, high-fluid intake and the DASH diet. And then several weeks later, six to eight weeks later, we repeat a 24-hour urine collection, see whether this kind of intervention achieves the goals or whether we have to do another adjustment on the nutrition. And if despite this, and this basically is effective in about 50% of patients. Right. That's what I was suspecting, yeah. yeah. Yes, and in the others, we... Um, may need to apply uh, pharmacological intervention. And this basically is based on two, on one medicine, the thiazide diuretics, which have been used for more than 50 years now, especially in adults, but we use them also in children to decrease urine calcium. And in other cases, we will use potassium citrate supplementation. And basically, potassium citrate, um, as the name implies, uh, it's potassium citrate, so it's a supplement. It's not a foreign chemical. It adds potassium and citrate to the dietary yeah. intake, and hopefully with that will change the urine chemistry. So, Dr. Allen, what role should primary care providers um, play in treating kidney stones? I would say that the main role that I see for primary care uh, physicians and society as a whole, and even politicians as well, but again, mostly primary care uh, physicians, it is to guide the family about healthy nutrition. And this is important not only for kid prevention of kidney stones. We know that it has many other beneficial effects, whether it's maintaining normal blood pressure. We know that it has a positive effect on the skeleton. And a recent study showed that it may even improve some mental functions. Right. Um, so, I again, I don't even call it a diet. I call it healthy nutrition. I would recommend that not only the child will follow it, but the whole family. It is much easier if mother cooks the same kind of low-salt food. And, I, and, and when, when you say low, it's a bit misleading. It's the salt within the frame of the recommendation. It's just that we all eat too much salt. Right, so we right. just need to cut it back to the recommended dose. And if the whole family does it, I think it's easier also for the child to be part of the family and, and benefit from this right, kind right. of non 
psychologically. Yeah, Doctor well, Doctor Allen, I like that idea of it's it's moving away from that word diet, right? Because I think that has some negative connotation for people, and it's Correct. really about a Correct. lifestyle and and healthy nutrition, as you say. Doctor Allen, thank you for the work that you're doing at Children's Mercy, and thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Pediatrics in Practice with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Doctor Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.